it's a bit of a coincidence, to be honest, that yesterday uh, the president of the United States announced he's going to pardon federal convictions for simple possession of marijuana. Um, that's that's certainly progressive. There aren't too many people stepping in the way of that. And as I said at the top of the hour, there needs to be safeguards about marijuana usage. People have to watch this stuff in their own home, in their own community. Um, addiction to uh, we, I had a text come in from somebody on the show who said he lost his brother um, to something that would be considered, you know, a simple addiction. Um, and alcohol is just as much a problem, just as much that problem. But can we take can we take revenue from cannabis sales in Ontario, some of what we tax now, and can we push that towards affordable housing and also simultaneously set up drug rehab centers? Well, our next guest, Carlene Nation, who's a candidate for Ward 10 for City Council in the upcoming municipal election, two weeks from next Monday, by the way, joins us now and says, yes, Carlene, it's great to have you back on Toronto today. Thanks for making the time for us. Thank you so much, Greg, for inviting me to join you this morning. This is such an important topic, and thank you for giving me the opportunity. So how long has this concept been in your mind or in your conversations with others who say this is something where we can take we can take revenue from something that we now accept in society, but we can actually do some real good on two fronts, the housing and the rehab center simultaneously? This has been rolling around in my head for some time when I read that federally, the Canadian government generated $43 billion in economic activity in GDP. This is since the start, since the launch of uh, the sale of marijuana, the legalization of marijuana in 2018 to now. They've generated $43 billion in economic activity, meaning jobs created, meaning uh, uh, business activity, et cetera. In Ontario, it's $13 billion in GDP. And then we get to the taxes generated from the sale of cannabis in Ontario. It's half a billion dollars in the last fiscal period. And that Uh, That amount, that information came from the Ontario government itself, saying that they generated $520 million. And I'm saying we need affordable housing. Spadina Fort York, where I'm running for city council, is one of the most difficult places to find anything affordable to rent. In some of the neat, interesting parts of the ward where you could find something interesting, like on Niagara Street and a few other streets, all of these areas have been bought up for condo development. And you can no longer afford to rent a condo. Many people, it's out of their reach because it could cost you up to $3,000 a month to rent a condominium. Most condominiums are being uh, used for Airbnb if they're sitting empty. It's not Mm. uh, a situation uh, where people, our families or seniors, people with disabilities, the working class, the working poor, we cannot afford $3,000 a month. So I'm saying to the Ontario government, the Doug Ford government, it is time to focus on uh, on affordable housing, tackling the affordable housing problem by reinvesting, I'd say 50% of what's generated from cannabis sales, pump that money back into communities to build affordable housing. And you touched on an important topic about rehab centers. 
what we are doing now in Toronto is injecting people with heroin and uh, they go off and then later on they come back. You're talking about the safe, inje- the safe injection sites, you mean? The, the safe injection right. sites. That's uh, that's basically all that's happening. And people are are, are just in a catatonic state. They, they have no way out to get off of drugs. I think it's incumbent on the federal government, but especially the Ontario government, to reinvest some of the cannabis uh, revenues into setting up rehab yeah. centers to help people to get off drugs. I want to definitely come back to the taxes, but I, I love that you open that window into the safe injection sites. And I think two things of this, and I hear two things about this. One, there's people that are going to be, um, I won't say difficult about it, but they live in a neighborhood. They bought their house in a neighborhood. They set up their lives in a neighborhood and they may not want, they may not want a safe injection site um, close to their home or where their kids go to school. Those are often the arguments. But to be honest, you're right. We're, we're just, we're just just repeating a cycle over and over again if we don't have addiction services. And I think there's that fine line, Carlene, between, uh, of course, I don't want to stigmatize, you know, drug users. But at the same time, I think there should be a message that we need to we need to get you turned around. We can't just accept that you're in this, um, you know, on this hamster wheel of of addiction. And I'd say that for alcohol, gambling, anything else, we can't just say, hey, do you we need to help you get better. Almost definitely. And I do not understand why there's so much pushback against uh, the idea that, yes, we can and should, governments, that is, whether it's the city government, provincial government, federal, but especially at the city level, we should have been doing much more. Yes, they rushed to set up drug injection sites to save lives, to stop people from dying, but uh, people are dying now. Uh, People are dying right now on the streets. They're dying in shelters and they're dying in many instances from drug overdose or from uh, complications from drug addictions. And they are not getting any support. They're not getting any help. And it's incumbent on all levels of government to do something about this. And I believe pumping some of the money from cannabis sales, setting up rehab centers to help people with drug addictions that's a good way to start it's one of those scenarios where i'd I'd love to see the raw numbers you mentioned the the revenue involved in 43 and a half billion dollars to our national gdp i think it's fair to ask for some form of a breakdown as to where that money ends up going and like you said anytime the province wants or sorry the province and provinces and the federal government all wanted in on this because it's a big money maker i mentioned before you came on sports betting is exactly the same but i think it's incumbent upon our society to take some of the of the taxes and profits you bring in as a revenue generator and put it back into the community to prevent addiction i i don't know i like that just seems like the most that's a, that's a not just logical, but it's ethical. It is ethical. It is incumbent. It is the responsibility of governments who play a role in people's addictions, in spurring people's addictions, in, in people losing their lives. Yes, I, I governments now are the pushers. Uh, and certainly at the city level, the city government, Toronto government, have been the pusher. The drug dealer, if you will, come, we'll give you your next hit, your next fit, your next fix. But we won't do anything to help you to get off this 
tragic cycle. Yeah. I think it, we've, we've got to do better. And I think we've got to look at this is just the start of the conversation. I am starting this conversation. I think others are going to jump on it and call on the Ontario government and call on the federal government to reinvest the revenues from cannabis sales to deal with some of our societal issues. Important conversation for sure. Carly Nation is running in Ward 10 uh, for City Council. The election is two weeks from Monday. Thank you so much for the time. I hope we'll get one more chat in, squeeze it in before uh, voting day, Carlene. Thanks so much. Have a great Thanksgiving weekend. Thank you kindly, Greg Brady. Thank you. I, I love your show. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks. I appreciate uh, you saying that. And uh, yeah, the safe injection sites. Look, pros and cons with everything. OK, drug rehab centers where users can get help for their addiction problems. We don't have enough of those. And those are overcrowded. What's that telling us? Safe injection sites don't set. They don't sell drugs. They don't provide drugs to users, but they're not helping anybody, uh, you know, cut cut off that cycle of addiction. They're not. This is just about keeping lives together temporarily. It's a Band-Aid. It's Scotch tape. It's all of that. 